So you're ready to change your life? You're ready for a second chance? You're ready to bring true purpose and meaning to yourself and others? Welcome home. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome back to the Organize Your Purpose podcast, a place where you can come get some mindset training, feel good, feel refreshed, and understand that no matter what's going on in life, there's always a way through it. You've been able to do it before, so nothing has changed now. So get comfortable with the fact that you can always figure it out. There's always a strategy you can take. And just keep going. That's how it is. So if you don't know, I am Jet Lachey. You probably know me from Reiki Healing Hope or you know me from this podcast. (laughs) So today we have a very chill episode. And what I really want to focus on is talking about getting unstuck and, and choosing to see a new path. So when you're trying to get unstuck, and what I mean by that is, Maybe you had something that you were working on and it didn't come to be, or there's a period of time where you have to pivot. So maybe the original idea is not working out. So you got to come up with something new, but maybe you finally got into um, a sense of comfort with whatever that original idea was. But when we're looking at it from the perspective of something like business, say you have something that you really, really like, but it's just not marketable. But you figured out a way to be creative, you figured out a way to put it together, but it's just not marketable. That's the kind of stuckness I'm talking about. That's the kind of like, oh, okay, you gotta pivot. The moment that you realize just because you like something doesn't mean that everybody likes something. It also doesn't mean that you shouldn't continue to try or build or explore that thing, but it might just be more of a passion project than something that you can build community around. You could also look at it in a kind of ancillary way too, meaning maybe there is something about what you're doing that experience that others can relate to. So maybe you train in, I don't know, some vague thing, hobby, And not a lot of people do that, but people can relate to how it feels to train or people can relate to how it feels to strategize and problem solve and things like that. So maybe the pivot is that. So don't get so deep into the idea of, oh, I really wanted to do um, information and content only about this certain thing. Maybe, and it makes you happy and you're like, oh, Maybe what you can do is you can just readjust. You can still do those things and share it. I'll give an example of what I do in Reiki Healing Hope. What I do in Reiki Healing Hope, it is an energy healing practice. It's a practice where we're holding collective experiences and community experiences in multiple ways. But I'm always telling people to prioritize their self-care journey. Self-care can be energy healing. It can be esoteric things. Self-care can also be you love cooking or you love dancing or, you know, these other things too. So in my everyday life, the way that I hold myself accountable to that self-care journey is I chase my hobbies, a lot of hobbies that have nothing to do with the esoteric field. So I'll often talk about that. And from time to time, I'll share some things. Like right now, I started to share my sewing journey. So I sew and I'm learning how to sew. 
And so I shared that within the community, not from the perspective of, okay, I'm going to be producing all of this sewing content, but more of like, hey, I'm not the best sewer. I'm not even going to front, but it makes me happy. And I feel like I get to learn a lot of interesting things, a new skill and things like that. So I'm going to share this as to show you, this is how I show up for myself in my self-care practice. It doesn't deviate away from the fact that the page is still about energy healing, about the esoteric journey, about a collective experience, but it can add, it can add a layer. Not People don't really see my everyday life, so it can add something a little bit special without completely revamping or taking away from the original idea. And I think that when we're in this space of having a business, having a community, connecting with others, there should always be a sense of flexibility that you have as well. So yes, you know, you have your topic that you're working towards or whatever that is, but be flexible too, you know? Like even sometimes when I look at vlogs about people who are in like the tech field or something specific, medical field or something like that, finance, they still do a day in the life or they'll show something else that's kind of um, not related, but just to show perspective of who they are. Because we have jobs, but we know that we have so many different interests. And sometimes for branding of, let's just say branding of a business, you wanna narrow in of like, okay, this is in wellness or this is in tech or this is in finance or this is in lifestyle or this. So that helps to for your audience to understand what you're gonna be talking about. But we know that individuals, that's not the same thing. And many people are building businesses off of personal brands. And because of that, they're trying to be uh, congruent. They're trying to be consistent in the things that they are presenting. But at the same time, we know in our everyday life, we're interested and we try all kinds of different things. And so when people honor that, sometimes it does come across looking a little messy, a little sloppy, like all over the place, da, 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 like, what is the, you know? So for the sake of organization, it can be difficult. That's why I'm saying that if you have something that you really like to do, multiple things, things that are different, Find the commonality. This is how you get unstuck. You have to find the commonality between them and make that commonality your focus. That is a much better approach. And we're talking about choosing to see a new path. A lot of times people can get in their own way because they refuse to go at it a different approach. Well, I wanted to make this work and this was going to work at this date period, but now things are changed. Now things are different. So you need to have a different approach. But people are stuck on, well, it worked at this time. You gotta be flexible. You gotta be okay with shifting and growing. I'll say for my own business, when I look at it, when I see Reiki Healing Hope, I see it as a brand. And when I put the different videos and energy healing sessions across multiple platforms, that is in order for people to have an experience of the platform, the community with within their particular group platform situation, but I want it to be different. So, you know, Instagram feels different, TikTok feels different, YouTube feels different, our wellness memberships and stuff feel different. Everything feel, a one-on-one with me feels different. The apprenticeship feels different different, but there is this consistency of self-care, esoteric wellness, and 
things like that. So I spread it across different platforms because what I notice is that when one platform isn't doing as well, the other one is flourishing. So in that kind of way, I see myself as building a brand in the strength recognition of this community. The longer that I go on and on and on and on and on, the more people remember me as someone who reminds them of their self-care journey. The more people recognize the brand as something, ooh, let me take care of myself. And now they're seeing it on multiple platforms in different ways, but in a very simple way. And I know that there was a time where I was on YouTube. I started to venture out into TikTok. I was like, eh, I was doing really well on TikTok, but I wanted to maintain the YouTube community. And looking back now, I realize, hey, it's about expanding, but it's about expanding when things work well. So if I wanted to be on every platform, but I haven't really found my groove yet on each platform, it's more important to be consistent with the platforms that we're doing well and trying things out. But once we try something out and it starts to work, build on that too. So a recent thing that has been very successful for me is that YouTube has been consistent. TikTok has been consistent. I wasn't really doing anything on Instagram. I wasn't doing anything on on Facebook and I wasn't doing anything on Pinterest. So what I decided to do was, okay, well, let me go ahead and repurpose some of the videos that I'm making on TikTok and let me put them on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube Shorts. Now, this is one video that now I can repurpose in four different ways. And what I notice is that on Instagram, there's really been a takeoff of people connecting with Reiki Healing Hope community and um, that collective experience. And all I'm doing is just taking the same videos that worked well on TikTok and putting them on Instagram. It's so amazing though, because sometimes I'll have a video that does really well on TikTok, not well on Instagram, really well on Instagram, not well on TikTok. And that's just, it, it lets us know that when we continue to expand, when we continue to allow ourselves a balanced ability to be out there to to figure out okay how can I you know put my brand here or put my brand there it really works out in the long run again I don't think you know and I really want to differentiate between these things I don't want you if you're starting a brand to put everything on every platform and burn yourself out maybe in the beginning you try that but the point is you test it out so in the beginning, you're very consistent. You're testing things out. Do, 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 do. As soon as you start taking off on whatever platforms, focus all your resources on that. And then while you're focusing all your resources on that, just put a little bit to the side of, okay, let me keep testing over here. Let me keep testing over here. This is my focus over there, but let me test a little bit over here. And when something else goes well, okay, now you're dividing your time between that first thing, that second thing, really put energy into it. And then you do a little bit of testing to the side, a little bit of testing to the side. Don't really worry about the stuff on the right. Just continue to worry about that stuff on the left, but still put a little bit of testing out and keep going and keep going and keep going. That way it protects you. 
it's like even when we're talking about things like the TikTok ban and stuff like that, if you are on multiple platforms, you're gonna put yourself in a better position. TikTok did something that Instagram and YouTube was lacking for a long time, and that was discoverability. We remember those days where you could, by hashtags alone, be seen on Instagram or have good SEO and go viral on YouTube. That's not the case anymore. Now things are very narrowed in those places. But TikTok is still one of those places where you can not have any social following and still be able to uh, get your information out there. But even with that, that ban, even with TikTok, it pushed Instagram to come up with reels. It pushed YouTube to come up with shorts. And this is a secret of platforms that you should really pay attention to. Whenever a platform releases a new feature to compete with some other platform, the way that Instagram launched stories to compete with uh, Snapchat, um, you know, all of these things, as soon as they release it, get on it. The reason why is because they will artificially push your content in order to get people to come over to that. Also, when you see a new platform really just kind of like getting new people coming in and they're really exciting, the way that people were jumping on a TikTok 2018-19-20, do that too. Now, if you're in a stagnant period where it's just like, hey, you know, I, I miss all that, that stuff, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We now at this time are so used to interacting and buying and getting our information on social media, okay? And we see that there are different platforms and we're globally connected now. So because of that, we're getting our information from multiple places. So when we look at TikTok, even with this whole, you know, TikTok ban and stuff like that, Looking at it from the perspective of, yes, you know, Congress wanted to give the U.S. president the right to ban TikTok if TikTok did not um, sell its ownership to other people. Okay, so think about it like this. This this is going to drag out a little bit. Congress moved quick on being able to give the approval. But really looking at it from the perspective of, okay. There's a whole generation of people that feel more connected than ever because of TikTok. So if, and we've already seen the political repercussions, if somebody bans it, that is going to ruin them politically and they know it. So what they're doing now is they just want to have that in their back pocket to be able to negotiate. And a lot of times it's not even just, okay, let's do this ban to get it over with. It's you're tiring out your prey. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to tire out, you know, the prey of um, the owners of, in, in organization of TikTok in order to get them to be able to manipulate them to do this or do that or da, 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 da. Long story short, though, the next generation of voters see that their voices have been heard because of the way that TikTok has approached their algorithms. With that being said, any politician who decides to actually 
go through with that ban. One might say, well, if you voted for the president to have the right to do so, then that means yes. Okay, that's fine. But if the president was actually going to do that, this president would not be reelected. They, they just, it just wouldn't happen. There, there's all of these political repercussions that we've seen. So why am I saying this? I'm saying this because YouTube and Meta really thought that if TikTok got banned, everybody would come back to, you know, YouTube and uh, Facebook. That's not the case. What's going to happen is people are going to not be as concentrated in one area. We shouldn't be, that's technically a monopoly, so concentrated in one area. People are going to disperse just among different places. And a lot of people now are going to be inspired to create their own spaces, to amplify their voices, to find new approaches, to 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 try this or to try that. So with that being said, I know I kind of went on a, a long rant about this, this TikTok ban. I, the reason why I'm saying that is some people feel like that is an excuse of not to put themselves out on TikTok. Oh, it's going to be banned. I'm not going to. You know how long it's going to take. You know how long it's going to take. You know the repercussions that will happen afterwards. Okay, you know, but here's the thing. If a lot of people are in support of a certain platform and the platform is under scrutiny, that means a lot of people are going to be on that platform. This is the perfect time to be on the platform because what you can do is the audience that you create in those moments, you can capture that audience in the back end. You can have a listserv or you can have somewhere where it's like, hey, just so you know, in case things are banned, you wanna make sure you sign up for this because email's not going away or sign up for this platform because this is what I'm, uh, I'm gonna be able to connect to you and da, 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 da. It is really that simple because, you know, TikTok is great, but even TikTok has the same thing that Instagram and YouTube has. In order for these social media platforms to make money, they have to sell advertiser space. That means that no matter how big your followers are, no matter if you have hundreds of thousands of millions of followers, when you drop a post or a video or whatever, that does not mean that all of your followers will get that information because if that was the case, all of these advertisers would just go to you as a brand, which is technically, you know, brand deals and brand sponsorship. But the way that YouTube has played it out, the way that Facebook has played it out, and even the, the way that TikTok has played it out, even if you have those big numbers, you don't necessarily have that big audience. If you have... 100,000 people, it doesn't, it's not the same thing as having 100,000 people on a mailing list. It's not, it's not. So even with, you know, the discoverability on TikTok, there's still a lot of room for improvement there. And I think that these moments create those next apps, those next platforms, those next approaches. So right now, there's a lot of energy on social media, especially with different tech layoffs and things. You're gonna see a lot of people selling their own services and figuring out how to navigate on social media and creating services to solve these, these issues. Get on it. I, I gave you that long-winded example to say, get on it, get out there, start sharing your stuff, sharing your information. This is a time where you cannot be scared. 
you can't be scared. You don't have to overwork yourself. You don't have to burn yourself out. You can say, okay, I'm going to do one thing once a week until I figure it out. But this is the golden opportunity. It really is. It is the golden opportunity. It's like, I want to equate it to when YouTube first started and you had those first YouTube influencers in like, you know, 07, 08, 09, those people, even though we can look back at those videos and the videos look, you know, pretty basic and it, it was nice for that time, those people had such a head start that they were able to build these very big businesses. And then we see this process happening quicker. So we can see this process happening quicker on TikTok. The people who were consistent and got on TikTok, let's say in 2018, those people now have millions of followers and all kinds of different ways to leverage themselves. Okay, it, it, it's fine. You don't have to feel like, oh, someone's late to the party or da 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 blah, 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 blah. Don't, don't feel that way at all. Just understand that you have to seize the opportunity or you're going to have to wait. And that's just how it is. But you'll always be able to connect with people. You can always connect with people locally. You can always be a part of collective experiences and collective groups. You can always specialize in things. So there's a lot of ways that you can approach it. Well, everybody, I just wanted to keep it kind of short with this one uh, to just let you know that no matter what's going on in life, you can still take actions forward. You can still do what you need to do and you can still find your way, find your path. There's, there's really nothing that's going to happen that will literally stop you from trying something. Try something new, something you never thought about. Just keep going. Okay, everybody, I will see you next time. I am so grateful. I do not take it for granted that you took your time out and you listened and you vibed with me. If you had any feelings that came up like, oh, I resonate with that, reach out to me. Let's keep the conversation going. My intention is to inspire you to be your authentic self and build community around those superstars out there. You. <laughs> doing the damn thing and making an impact regardless of if it's big or small you matter and you are valued so make sure you big yourself up first and continue to come back to the podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you go to listen to get your inspo i'm on it child so i'll see you next monday